Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning. My name is Ursula Odom, and I am your host for Network Talks, and today it gets really serious. We're talking about tips for dealing with COVID-19 in business, workplace, and family. Over the last several weeks, um, it's been unprecedented as, unprecedented as a company, oh, excuse me, as the country comes to grips with the virus and its global Impact. We recognize that small business owners all over the country continue to be impacted by events that lie ahead. NABWIC is here to help, and that's why this show is so special today. From worldwide to close at home, from Prince Charles to my own cousin, this affects us all. Now, our guests are not experts, but they are women that are striving to navigate these times of uncertainty. And when it comes to business, family, and their community, they're like us. They are us. And they're, <clears throat> excuse me, they're powerhouses within NABWIC. Joining me today are Tylene Henry, Khadija Williams, and Kimberly Neela. And what I'd like to do is have each of them introduce themselves so that you know who's speaking to you and a little about, a little about themselves. And then we'll get into the conversation. So, Talene, good morning. Good morning, good morning. This is Tylene Henry, and I am from Beverly Hills, Michigan. I am a financial wellness expert. I enjoy helping uh, executive women and small business owners to um, experience confidence as they continue to ensure that the money that they're making uh, is making money for them and that they pr- protected themselves. My personal mission is to alleviate socioeconomic disparity. I'm very clear that this is not an issue or a matter of only money. It is a matter of lack of equitable access to ideas, resources, and relationships. Uh, I am able to fulfill this mission through my work with the National Association of Black Women in Construction, currently serving a very um, accomplished group of women-owned uh, construction companies here in Detroit, Michigan, as the chapter president. I also do this work in the community by developing relationships with 
youth uh, and community organizations that are focused on providing resources and access to the communities that they serve and that I serve. And I'm very excited and happy to be here this morning. Hope to bring some positivity and encouragement and opportunity in the wake of the current uh, pandemic that we are all experiencing here in America. Thank you. Thank you, Talene. And Odidra. Hello, good morning. This is Odidra Williams. I live in Greenville, South Carolina, and I am a marketing and business consultant. And I help people to develop their strategies as well as their content and their messaging for their businesses. Thank you. And Kimberly. Well, good morning. This is Kimberly Naylor out of Detroit, Michigan. I am the CEO and president of Nailwright Construction Company. Uh, we provide residential rehab and remodeling services, as well as a commercial line where we actually do drywall and interior finishing for commercial projects, both new and renovations. Um, I'm excited to be on the call this morning as we discuss some of the impact that can happen in light of this coronavirus and um, and how we can find ways to navigate the waters. I am also the national president of the National Association of Black Women in Construction. We're here to just be uh, a support, to offer some tips, to give some conversation around ways to stay safe in business, in our families, um, and most importantly, in our communities, so that we can all navigate this storm and, and build uh, some new infrastructure to make life even better than what we've experienced thus far. So I'm very excited to be on the call this morning and looking forward to the dialogue we'll have today. Thank you. And we have the master builder. She has joined us this morning, Anne McNeil. Thank you so very much. And I am, like everybody else, I'm very excited, uh, prayerfully secure, mindful, hopeful, prayerful to do that which we're all required with the washing of the hands and, and, and all of that. But in addition to all of that, I think that this is a very exciting time to use our creative imagination to focus on those things that are very, very, very important to us, like every single breath we take and being thankful for that, for our family, for our friends, for time to enjoy a lot of these activities that normally we would not get off the treadmill of life. So I'm excited to be on the show, and I'm looking forward to the conversation and uh, really want to thank all of you for being willing to participate. And all of our listeners, I want to encourage all of us to share the show. We want to encourage our our listeners to like the show, to join the show, and also follow NABWIC Talk. Thank you. And I'm Ursula Odom, and I'm the CEO of Sula2, and we make old, new, and everything we do. In that, we capture, preserve, and present legacy information in any form possible. And this, as traumatic as it may be, as scary as it may be, is also an opportunity because let's just, as Anne said, we prayerfully, prayerfully will say that we will survive this. And coming out on the other side, If you document what has happened, you may come out with procedures on how to handle disasters. 
your own personal disaster recovery. History is not just talking about parents and family and friends. It's talking about processes and, and what you do and how you survive. And that becomes a roadmap for somebody in the future to avoid some pitfalls that we may see happening all around us or be a part of. So as we talk about this this morning, get out a notepad, jot down things that you are doing, things that you hear that other people are doing, and things that you should be doing or ideas that are generated by the conversation. It is all history tomorrow. Okay, with that, um, let's talk about the impact that it's having. And Colleen, I won't always start with you. (laughs) I won't always put you on the spot first, but let's start with you this time around. Okay. Well, um, I would say just overall impact, if I think about it, in three areas, personally, professionally, and financially. Um, So personally, it has been an incredible opportunity for me to not have the same time that I've spent trying to run over here and run over there to this meeting, to that meeting, to this, to this, uh, you know, program and that program. I've been able to use that time to really do some uh, reflection on myself and my personal growth and development. I've been able to read more. I've been able to exercise more consistently in my home and taking walks around my neighborhood. Um, and so it has really been a stress stress reliever. So I really believe that um, your current situation really is going to be dependent upon your lens. And so I've chosen to focus on the opportunities um, to spend more time with my family, to prepare healthy meals, um, to, to eat as a family, um, to do more activities as a family. But, you know, even professionally, it's been more productive in that, you know, my meetings with my clients have been more likely to keep and that people are, you know, unfortunately concerned about the current market volatility in the state of the U.S. economy. Um, but also there's been some confirmation and affirmation of, you know, many of the measures that um, my clients have put in play um, throughout our working relationship to secure their families and knowing that, you know, if they were not to make it through uh, an encounter with the coronavirus, that their family is going to be secure because we've put the proper planning in, in place. Um, knowing that, um, you know, they know where all of their important financial documents are and they have put in place a power of attorney and healthcare initiative. So there's a different level of peace of mind that comes when you have your affairs in order. And so um, for me, um, it, it's been um, it's been a blessing to know that the work that I've been able to do with uh, with my clients has been very meaningful and they feel very good about that work. But even furthermore, not just preparing for the worst-case scenario, but in the best-case scenario, you know, knowing how, um, how the market volatility is impacting how we're tracking towards our long-term goals like retirement and, and what we'd like to do as far as leg- legacy and philanthropic giving. So that's been, you know, it's definitely been an eye-opener and confirmation that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing from a um, wealth management and financial uh, services aspect. So that's been peace of mind for me and definitely peace of mind for my clients and those who are in the process, you know, they've got more time to review their budgets, to review their employee benefits, um, to make sure that they're prepared. Um, and then I would say financially, 
there really hasn't been a whole lot of, um, you know, reflection for me personally at this time as as far as the effects that may and I may see a few months from now. But ultimately, um, you know, I haven't, uh, you know, I've, I've invested more in my business and marketing um, and some of the tools that I use. So I use Zoom meeting and I was using a free subscription, but I, I switched to a paid subscription so that I can be able to do webinars. So um, there has been um, a lot of opportunity um, in personal growth and professional growth and development. Um, so definitely that's been the impact for me and just being mentally strong and in control of my and emotions and being focused on what I want and not what I don't want. And I've been able to be a positive influence on those around me as a result. And I just know that is true because you usually are, and even your comments are quite um, motivating. I was having a conversation with someone um, recently along the lines of what you were talking about. I said, you know, if, if things are okay, this actually can be a wonderful time because, you know, um, two weeks to, to lock down and just take care of things around the house that need to be taken care of and things um, business-wise that need to be taken care of. And I said, you know, it would be a great idea if the whole country shut down for four weeks every year and everybody knows that that's going to happen. And the person responded, you know other countries do that, don't you? I went, they do. So this is something that maybe we can consider as a country because if it were not for the virus, this could be such a productive time. It certainly could be. What are your thoughts, Adidra? Yeah, I agree with you both. I <clears throat> one of the one of my business mentors has a statement that he says, and I've heard before that the in Chinese the word for crisis means both danger and opportunity. And I believe that focusing on the opportunities is the best way to go. I know that the question is how has it impacted me, but that is how because I've had to dig deeper into what are the opportunities for me at this moment. I was in the process of transitioning my business and going into commercial real estate, and so I've been in the training experience, just training and not being able to really make phone calls, and so I feel like this last couple of weeks where they told us to work from home has been really challenging for me because the more experienced agents in the company are being looked at and I'm new and there's another new person who hasn't started yet. So I don't necessarily feel neglected, but I do feel like this is a really interesting and challenging time to start a new career in, you know, in, in something that's a hundred percent permission, which I was excited about and I still am. But so for me personally, that's been one challenge that I'm trying to look at and that I am looking at as an opportunity because I can dig deeper into knowing I can do more research into what the business is about. So one of the things that in Thinking Go Rich, we always talk about in the mastermind calls and just, you know, and learning is knowing about specialized knowledge. And so for me, I've been trying to really hone more into what I can offer when I'm able to really jump in there and start making the calls and getting connected with people. So that's one way it's impacted me. And then also in terms of my mindset, I feel like a lot of people are in panic mode and, you know, we are telling the kids they don't have to go to school, but they still need to do work. And so for me, it's just been a time for me to communicate more with my children and try to figure out where they are because I don't want to be that parent who says, okay, 
every time you watch the news or all the adults that you're looking at seem to be in panic mode. But you know what? You still got to go figure out how to do your algebra too. You know, I need to know where they are mentally and so that I can know how to feed into them the positive energy that they need so that they can know how to get through this, you know, and to also make them aware that, yes, we need to be vigilant, but we also need to understand that we can't allow um, the seed of fear and then also repeated information to take control of our thoughts because, you know, even though this could be scary and even though this could be a potential danger, there's also opportunity and there's also, you, you don't want to miss out on being around the people who are there to support you and, you know, take care of you. So that's what it's done for me. It's allowed me to really focus more on my mindset and focus more on how I want to further invest in myself and in my business. That's wonderful. One of the things you said reminded me of what my daughter is doing. Uh, (laughs) She has put together a calendar of every day for a month, and she's turned her her life into homeschooling. So the first part of the morning there, they're going to knock out everything that needs to be done as far as um, studies and what have you. And she said around 11 o'clock we can, have, we can finish everything we need to do and then we can have all these activities. And, and she's gone out and gotten all of these games and all of these um, games that are education in disguise and just have, have it all mapped out. I said that child is going to be ready to go back to school when it's all said and done. But I, I, I applaud her amazing she's she's just jumped right into it and taken advantage of if I've got to be locked down then this is going to be both educational and enjoyable and I think that's pretty cool and um oh I have to be careful when I say and because I was actually thinking of Kim Lee you're next yes um well this is definitely an interesting time and I think it's um would only be in order to say that we're going to have a wide range of experiences that um, we get to reinvent ourselves. We have to uh, have a disruptor sometimes that causes us to pause for the cause. But this has definitely been a life disruptor. And we all know that when we have major disruptors, it's when we see new uh, trends grow. Um, think about the Uber, which has disrupted the transportation and mobility, but it created a whole new industry and similar businesses of now uh, these technologies to do things all the way up to food delivery. So when I think about this coronavirus and um, and being a disruptor for my life, I, I am very candid in saying that it has definitely been a major disruptor in my life at a time where um, – I had recently had the automobile accident, needing to get transportation, now on lockdown, can't go look for a car, um, just a lot of uh, financial impacting uh, areas on my personal life. And then with the quarantine, um, <laughs> not going and on shutdown. And then you also have your business that must continue. Um, and we've had this situation with the daycare and school closings. So uh, some of my workers have not been able to come to projects, projects that are very near the end and uh, involved people who have been investing. One lady is investing, I think we're almost coming up on like 10 months of a uh, full rehab of a 1920 property. 
And so they're anxious to move in, and now we've kind of stretched out the close-up of the calendar to uh, get this family in their home. Um, so it's really managing attitudes. Um, one thing I know in my journey, and I will share with anyone who is listening during this major disruptor and however it's impacting your life, is only thing you really have control of is your mindset and your attitude. And even then, it can be stressful because you train, you prepare for this moment. We've been running this marathon. We're on mile 23. There's three miles remaining, and the body is starting to let you know I'm tired, the knees are hurting, and you have to just work on mind power. And so for me, during this time, um, I reach out to those uh, who can support me in strengthening my mind power because our minds can give way. Uh, to some of the thoughts of, can this really be done? And so I think what has helped me is being very candid with myself with this uh, new disruptor, and I've reached out to my mentors. I'm feeding my mind with my teachers. It's real drilling, real deep drilling and uh, exercising the mental capacity and, uh, and imagining what I choose to create. So I always say if you wait for life to be perfect to take action, Oh, you'll be standing still a long time. <laughs> so um, how do I take action in the midst of uh, preparing for the next phase of life? So I, I hate to say continue to live in the midst of a storm because it is a stormy situation. I say preparing for my next phase of life. It's just if I focus on the next phase, no matter what I see in this current uh, experience, it doesn't become my truth. It may seem to be my reality, but I deny it becoming my truth. And so that's the mindset that I'm using, and I like to be very candid and transparent. Transparent, And I tell people, in the midst of me growing, I share my growth strategies. Not that I've arrived and this is how I did it always. So, so right now, anyone who's watching my life or hearing me speak, uh, they're observing my growing pains, and they are observing how you manage life in the midst of growing and preparing for the next phase and how you can deny Whatever your experience, becoming your truth, you're in the becoming phase of the next aspect of your journey. And the clearer you can hold a vision, the more truthful you can be. I mean, you can, I, I've had a lot of people panic and just walked off the job, sue me, I'm not coming back, and things of this nature. So um, it's been a real experience for me, but you remain resourceful. Reach out to those individuals who can say, okay, look, I am hitting rock bottom today, pour into this picture, fill it up, fill it up. So we have those individuals. We have our own meditation times to um, go to sleep listening to sounds and frequencies that, uh, that just foster soul awakening. Um, I do a lot of spiritual practices during this time. I awaken with sound and meditation. I go to sleep with sound and meditation. Um, I'm currently listening very attentively with my coach um, with a video of the audios that he has, past audios, and just really drilling deeply because sometimes we have to reach out to others to support so we're not overcome by the circumstances because sometimes hurricanes blow in on us. But when we're prepared and we have a resource of uh, support, we can turn to that support, and I know I've been turning to my support system, and it's been very helpful to keep me grounded and to keep my attitude focused, and um, I keep a sense of anticipation. What's coming next? And I keep the curiosity. 
So you can't get too upset because you're like, well, what's coming next? <laughs> you can't stop right here. <laughs> That's my strategy you know, anyway. <laughs> and, and, and what you remind me of is two, two things, really. I went through Tony Robbins' firewalk, and I've broken a board before in another exercise. And both of those exercises basically get you to focus on where you're going instead of what you're going through. Because if you focus on where, I mean, focus on the, the, the challenge, meaning the board, if, you have, if you're focused on that board, you'll never break it. Or if you're focused on the hot coals, you will get burned. But if you focus on where you're going, you can get through both of those things and become, and you can successfully get through both of those things. So you're right. If we focus on what is happening right around us now. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So thank yeah, I remember you very the phrase much. I did and... that last spring. <laughs> oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Someone asked me if I would yeah. do it again. I said, "Heck, no! I don't know why it worked first time, <laughs> but it was <laughs> worth the experience. It really was." Okay, um, Anne McNeil, words of wisdom. Absolutely, all always. Any time, any time. I just did a post while listening to the two of you, and uh, um, actually inside our our blog talk show for today, uh, because somebody mentioned it earlier. Thoughts are really things, things, and I believe that during this wonderful time, an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to focus on how do we as members of the National Association, how do we add value to our clients? How do we add value to our family members? How do we add value to our coworkers? How do we add value to ourselves? And I, I do believe that it's a mindset shift. We've never been here before, and prayerfully we'll never be here again, but there's no promise. The only thing that we have control over is what we do in the situation moment by moment. The market is down. Everything is on sale. Even if we don't know anything about investing, think about your business in this industry. Who are your customers? Who are your suppliers? Who are your clients? Go and research their company. Buy one share. Just one share. Become a shareholder in that organization of your clients. Just imagine what will happen now when you call your client. And we do this here at at MCO Construction. We have clients who we own one share of their stock. That's an entirely different conversation when you are invested and you are vested in them, not just from a profit perspective of what we can get when we get a contract from that contact, but we're also investing in their organization if it's publicly traded. We have a monthly meeting called the NABWIC Billion Dollar Luncheon. We're now talking about how do we take that online. I am participating two days in a two-day retreat, eight hours a day, and I'm learning from Pekina Tavera one of my friends from the National Speakers Association, about how to do a live online retreat on Zoom. We're looking at modeling that inside of the National Association of Black Women in Construction and possibly taking our billion-dollar luncheon online 
where you have to sign up on Zoom webinar will make money. We can also get our sponsors to sponsor the event. And when you look at it from a positive perspective, utilizing the creative imagination that we all have access to from the infinite, we can make more money for the not-for-profit organization by shifting our thinking and our energy and our subconscious mindset to look at doing the exact same thing. We can have the same speakers. We're focusing on one industry at a time. Our presenters can present from their desk. We get their slides. We get their PowerPoint. We can share it only with the people that register. So now NAVWIC as an organization and any other not-for-profit organization who hears this recording can look creatively and say, how can I do a better blank? How can I be a better blank? So, uh, Ursula, I think you know I can go. I'm very excited about these times. <laughs> and, <internally. laughs> and so I'm going to turn this show back over to you. This is not the Air McNeil show, but anytime I have an opportunity to share, to inspire, to encourage, um, just give me a time limit. So I'll, I'll uh, go back on mute. Thank you, everybody. Well, you know, you're always inspirational. In fact, I'm sitting here thinking of all kinds of different things that, that um, I can take action on. And one of the things you mentioned was um, the, the stock and investing in your clients. I love that. Um, and also this being an opportunity, I, I sent some money to position myself to, to take advantage of the down market, and I looked at the account. And it was up, and I said, "Oh, I guess they they they, they did it." And I proceeded to to make the purchase, and they said, "No, you don't have enough money in there because the money hadn't actually arrived." What had happened is one of the ones that I had invested in earlier went up a thousand percent. Now, don't ask me what it is because I'm not going to tell you because I'm not an advisor as far as that is concerned. But I was playing around with penny stocks. It's like, okay, if I can buy a thousand, you know, I'll, you know, it's better than going to the dog track, but. <laughs> You know, and, and yesterday it was like, oh, my God, it was in the right industry. So I'm still waiting for um, that money to, to clear so that I can make additional purchases now in that one plus a couple of others that I've, you know, been thinking about. So this is an opportunity. And I think as I listen to most of us, we are looking at the opportunities. And I think that's what's coming through from each one of the presenters today because that's that's who we are by nature. Step out, make a difference in our lives and people's lives around us. So we are always looking for the glass half. Heads up to the presenters. I'm going to a commercial, but after the commercial, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and have you answer the question that Anne just proposed. How are you helping your clients? Some of you already mentioned it, but let's let's slow it down and and focus on just that. Some tip, some technique, some adjustment that you've made on for the benefit of your client, not necessarily the benefit of you, but to benefit your client. Okay, so we're going to take a commercial, a quick commercial, and come back. 
We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Welcome back. You're listening to NABWIC, NABWIC Talks, co-host today, Tylene Henry, Odidra Williams, and Kimley Naylor. We are talking about tips for dealing with COVID-19 in business, workplace, and family. So at this point, Odidra, how are you helping your clients? Or what, what, has, what have you adjusted or what discovery has been made on, the, on, on behalf of your clients, for the benefit of your clients? Right. So for me, since I specialize in strategy development, I've been really talking to my clients, and I don't have a lot of clients right now, honestly, but I've been talking to my clients that I work with in terms of their marketing plans and in terms of just writing on getting their messages to be more strategic and also how can they adjust to the time. So helping them to realize, like Ms. Ann was just talking about, the power of using the virtual world to really still deliver your message and do it in a way that you're able to be seen as the expert or an expert in your field because just because these times are going on, this is a time for you to really shine as an expert um, because you're able to say, okay, especially for the women in construction, for instance, um, I would say to you that right now if you're having problems getting contracts or your contracts are questionable or like Kimley was saying with um, you have people who are supposed to come to the job site and they're, they're not coming for whatever reason. Maybe they're scared, they're quarantined. There's so much confusion. But one thing you can do is you need to show people how to start a business, you know, how to do some of the things that you've done so you can be an expert. You can show that you're an expert in your field by doing something alternate. Like I just saw the other day where Vontina in Memphis had done a, um, a, a on-site training program for some women in minorities teach them even though this is while the pandemic is happening she still had an event to show people how to get into the construction industry so it's about different ways so what I've been doing with my my clients is thinking about the different strategies that we can take so that you're still being the expert another thing is that I've suggested to one or two people is to send those emails like I know in my email I've been bombarded by all of the companies that I'm subscribed to. They're sending out an email, this is our response to COVID-19. All small businesses should do that too. Your your customers still need to know that you're there. So I've been encouraging my clients, my clients to still 
to, to do what the bigger companies are doing, you know, let them know, hey, this is our response. We're still here. So for me, it's just been about the messaging. And since, like I said, I specialize in strategies. So what strategies can you take to let your customers know that you're still there and that you're going to be here, you know, and how are you able to present yourself as an expert? So that's what I've been focused on with my clients. Thank you. And Kimberly? I was going to say that is that is a very, very great strategy. I was actually with my uh, team yesterday, and we are compiling a series of videos to release as well. And for me, because I'm in the construction space um, and looking for opportunities, I also am a real estate investor. And so what we're doing is encouraging those individuals. What we'll be doing in this series is showing people while you're home, and you're quarantined or shut down or whatever it is with your job, employment, or working um, home to be with the children, this is a time you can start gearing up for how you will grow from this space. And we're going to be showing people how real estate can be that platform to have that, um, you know, that real quantum growth after all of this happens to restabilize your financial position and different things of that nature and also have you anchored in a way that you'll never be solely riding on just the income from your employment that can be disrupted at any given moment for whatever reason. And um, and just presenting to our customers an opportunity to say, hey, we're still going to help you grow um, inside this real estate market. As a matter of fact, more opportunities are going to present themselves uh, than ever before. So these are different strategies, how you can do good and do well at the same time. So there'll be families who might experience some economic downturn that you can support them. Um, by helping them with their financial matters, either where you help them either sell the house or go into new housing or help them do a partnership or restructure uh, their current debt and uh, get them better positioned. So we're going to be looking at all those different opportunities that this environment is creating so that your real estate can grow. And inside of real estate comes the construction space, so um, it's impossible to have one without the other. What you said also reminded me of something that um, when I was in network marketing, one of the things that they talked about was that you should always be pre- prepared for um, your to lose your job, basically. And the example that they gave was that one person who was the right-hand person to the president of the company, it was a major company, he had purchased the um, the, the person, the subject was, was that we're talking about it, actually had purchased a home, and it was a huge home, and new cars, and all of these kinds of things. And he walked in one day um, because the boss was out of town, and he had access to everything, all information. Walked in, and on his boss's desk was confirmation that the company had been sold, and he had not been told. And so he realized at that moment that if, if the doors were to close that day, that his entire life would be destroyed. And so given the advance notice, even though it was accidental, sold the house, sold the cars, and repositioned themselves to be financially okay. And and the virus is like walking into a home, or walking into your, walk, walking outside and finding out that, that everything is gone. So cared for, for the next one is what we can all think more about. Um, having a, a way of, of adjusting to 
volatility in some cases. And in, and what we're talking about today mostly is the opportunity that it presents. So if nothing else that comes out of this conversation to our listeners, just think about the fact that what you're hearing are opportunities that you can put in place to solidify a solid foundation for your life and for your business. That's what we're hearing. That's what is being said today by each person that speaks. And it's just so much. You're probably going to have to listen to this again. And at this point, Colleen, what have you to say? Um, I mean, not that I can really add much to what you ladies have shared, uh, but I'll definitely say that, um, you know, relationships are really, really big. And so the opportunity right now, you know, quite often we're emailing, we're text messaging. Um, What I've done, you know, for my clients and colleagues is really express to them and let them know that I'm here. Because some people are assuming because of what's going on, you know, I'm sure you're not available or you're busy doing this or that. And I'm like, actually, I am available. You know, here are some times that we can connect, um, talking to people as opposed to just text messaging or emailing, um, you know, sharing with them, you know, you know, what my experience has been in this transition from a business perspective and giving encouragement that we can still conduct business, you know, via Zoom, which can still be face-to-face, um, you know, sharing with folks um, the gratitude and privilege that it is to be able to even buy in bulk. You know, when, when we look at the stores and how they're kind of, you know, being emptied out, you know, we have to remember that there are some of us that are privileged that we can We are so by. excited to have so you we... listening to NABWIC. The... Sorry about you that. still there? <laughs> oh, no worries. Yes, I'm here. Um, that we, we can buy 20 rolls of 20 toilet paper or 100 rolls, but there's some people who are not able to. And so really just becoming, um, helping people to be more mindful of before and the opportunity. Um, and so really just being present in those conversations, listening to what are, what's concerning people, listening to the things that they've done to experience success with, with their families and for some people, you know, homeschooling and sharing information and connecting. And so that's what I would say has been the biggest value that I've been able to bring to my clients is being present and being there and being available um, to answer their questions, to, you know, reassure them that, you know, this is what we plan for. We plan for knowing that there's things that there's going to be times that things are going to be great and there's going to be times that things may not be great, right? But our plan is not contingent upon our current circumstances. We're looking at where are we going in the future, and how do we continue to build towards that point? And so what's happening today does not mean that we cannot reach our goal in the future. So let's focus on the things that we can impact. We can go, you know, over our our household inventory, and that's not just a financial inventory. It's, you know, what does your what's your family's mission and vision? You know, you have time now to really look at the why behind the planning you know, from a financial standpoint, like it means nothing if you don't have a why or what is that burning desire? What what imprint do you want your family to leave? What legacy do you plan to leave behind you um, so that it can continue after you're gone? 
And so when we get really sure up and we get really clear on what that why is, the action plans to execute and ensure that that legacy is fulfilled are so much more um, feasible and so much more meaningful and, and done without so much uh, feeling of any type of sacrifice because we know that what we're doing is to fulfill that legacy. So that would be the biggest value I would say that I've brought to my clients is just really being present and listening and, and sharing, you know, the opportunity and how um, fortunate that, you know, many of us are to have the privilege to have the things that we need while we're quarantining ourselves and to be able to have that clear peace of mind and communication with our family. You know, what you've stated is exactly what I was thinking of the next question, so absolutely wonderful is where I'm headed. Um, as a heads up to the rest of um, the guests this morning, the next question is, we're going to Ann McNeil's annual um, accountability meeting in January, so I want you to place yourself there. It is now January. They've found the cure for the virus. The storm is over. Tell us what you have done. What have you put in place? And to start it off, here's what I would say, is that I have published at least six books from now until then, of which... I presented them at a national book conference and made contacts with with dealers all over the world. I have happy authors created legacy walls that even though I was on lockdown, I could get those done because I can work from home and honored people all over the nation not only in the Tampa Bay area, but I have implemented a legacy wall somewhere else in the country. Um, And I've built a team of people to help me do that, which meant that I have expanded the opportunity to other people as as an income for them. So that's what I'm incubating right now. I'm working on what am I going to report in January, when this is all said and done. So, what are you telling Anne? I think that's always a major, an amazing question when you tap into the power of your own creativity and imagination. Um, I would say the building of a team, uh, which has been a real growth strategy for me. Uh, we can get so used to being the solopreneur. So, my 20 21 um, is just seeing the growth that this national organization, NAVWIC, has actually uh, grown into two or three more regions um, as we've been fostering those relationships. I think this organization is going to have a chance to be more of a go-to organization for different growth opportunities um, as we continue to build inside of this airport and transportation. Um, I see my own partnerships uh, with some engineering firms allowing me to transition my business from simply being the actual implementation but also some of the design and project management um, 
of these projects from a consulting standpoint, and and more importantly, empowering women to know that they have a voice in in designing uh, and defining the life they choose to live for themselves through my coaching business and uh, having some trained coaches who are working with me in conjunction um, across major cities as women are stepping into this new role of building economies that come from supporting people. So we're building people and properties and profits become the aftermath because we've taken care of people first. So I just see us having redefined how business is done and servicing people and solving those problems that then transform into prosperity. Thank you. Anna Deidre. <clears throat> well, thank you for this question and for forcing me to write a plan right now. Like, I don't know if we're supposed to pay you more for that or, or at all. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, because I needed that. That was just like something that quickly put me into a position where I had to make a decision and make a plan. So, wow. So, for me, I plan to have helped at least 200 people who want to be authors, be they coaches or speakers or entrepreneurs to have written their books. And I plan to do that in a class format and then have it on autopilot. So that's not something that not necessarily, I don't want it out of my life, but I don't want it to be a focus. And then I will be well-established in my commercial real estate business so that I do feel like I've reached a certain level of mastery so that I can go to the next level, whatever that is within that. And then, um, finally, in terms of business, I would like to be in the construction industry. I already have an opportunity that is in process, so I want that to be at a really good place where it's a viable business and helping everyone within the organization because I feel like that's something that I'm passionate about is giving the energy back that I've received from you guys. And then I want to uh, really work on my kids in terms of our relationship, making us have more fun activities, and then also having them to um, have their businesses to have taken off to a good level as well. So, yeah, those are my goals. Thank you. And, Tylene, since you started this. <laughs> um, my my goals include being prepared to um, uh, pursue another securities license, so I would like to be able to take my exam um, for an additional license in April. Um, as well, I would like to have pleaded my, uh, with my family, completed my family mission statement. So that's my um, personal goal. Um, and then as well, um, I have a, uh, another personal goal that I've been working on um, as far as my health and wellness. So um, I want to be at my uh, would like to be, to have achieved my goal weight, <laughs> and um, as far as my civic responsibilities are, um, I would like to have um, really clearly um, created a strategy for how I can um, manage the time and being you know this one of the things that I've been made aware of is that it's not healthy to be so. Um, I don't want to say stress, but consume with trying to be everywhere at, at everywhere all the time. And so really um, having conversation with my um, colleagues um, and identifying how together we can kind of divide and conquer 
so that we're still present and we're getting information and we have a organized way to share it um, because I think that will help me to be more productive. And then as well, it will help me to be a better uh, leader here locally um, in the nonprofit space. Question. (laughs) To your ideal client and our listening audience, Give them one piece of advice that they can take action on today. For my clients, what I'm saying is you have time to gather the stories of your family and your business, those photographs, those memos that remind you of those wonderful occasions that that you've made an impact in in your company. Um, the successful things that have taken place, the the tragedies that you've overcome and risen to higher heights, gather that information, put it someplace, um, either physically because it's pieces of paper or electronically, whatever is your comfort level. Do that today. Start that process, even if it's as simple as doing a search all on your email for some activity that you want to document because you rocked it. Or sort out those old photographs that you have and tell the story about one of those things. But start today documenting your legacy, the impact that you've had on this earth because someone needs to know it so they don't have to start it all over again from scratch and they can celebrate you. That's my tip to my client. My advice to my client would be um, to take this time. I've not had the time to just be in, so I'm still going out to work every day being in construction. But for those who are in at home, because they cannot do work, some of my clients are, is to really um, write a letter to yourself. Write a letter to yourself asking, uh, have I done those things that made me proud, made me happy, bring me joy? And just have an emotional conversation to identify where you are in life so you can truly be engaged in your journey. And then from that letter and that insight, um, just write down three things you're going to do over the next 90 days that's going to allow you to experience more joy and happiness and connectedness in your own life so you can really be that authentic power that you choose to be in the world. Thank you. Odeja. Say, <clears throat> right now it's really important for everyone in business to form relationships with the potential partners that are going to help you get to the next level while you're helping the community and do your part. What is your, you need to figure out who your partners are, what relationships you need to have so that you guys can do something together that's powerful, more powerful than you could do alone. And then also figure out and know right now what the funding options are and get involved with the governmental agencies and the adjacent agencies that know what's going on. Like I know that the Michigan office is actively about to reach out to elected officials. Everyone needs to be doing that and figuring out where their money is coming from and what the opportunities are for funding. So 
So that's what I would say to my ideal client. All right, and before we um, hear from Tylene, I just want to remind everybody that's listening, if you would like to join the conversation, press 1 on your phone, and then we can hear from you. Tylene. So um, I'm going to say that my to my ideal uh, client, clients, um, the most important thing, um, that I think that that they can do or I would suggest that they do is to think about what uh, ideally, if everything went how they would like it to go, ideally, where would they be in June? What does that look like for them? Um, personally, professionally, and financially. You know, regardless of what may happen over the next week or two weeks, what ideally would you want your life to look like in June? And I would encourage them to close their eyes and spend at least five or ten minutes a day thinking about what they want their situation to be, upon what they want their situation to be. Um, I truly believe if they focus on that, then that's what they'll get. Uh, and so I would encourage them to focus on, you know, what they what their ideal situation looks like in June. And then as well, I would encourage them to do an inventory of yourself personally as far as the goals that you set for 2020. How are you tracking towards those goals? What have you done to make those goals a reality? Do you need to review and refine? As far as your professional goals are concerned, what can you be doing now professionally to be able to grow and cultivate your ability to better serve your stakeholders and your uh, clients and your uh, folks in your, in, that um, engage with you on a day-to-day basis in business interactions? Are there books that you can read? Are there on- online courses or modules? Is there a mentor that you can reach out to to cultivate yourself professionally? And from a financial standpoint, it's really a great time to be looking at the difference between the things that we want and the things that we need. Sometimes being being blessed and having, you know, an abundance, um, it's, it's easy to begin to sometimes feel like we need certain things when really and truly, you know, when we look at what we need compared to what we might uh, want, there could be a huge difference there. And just being aware, not not doing anything necessarily differently, but expressing gratitude for the ability to uh, have an abundance and really looking at how do you protect and ensure that you can maintain that even when something that you don't plan for occurs. Um, so th- that would be my advice to my uh, ideal clients. Thank you. You know, when you said what you want versus what you need, <laughs> the first thing came to mind is when I went to the store for the last time getting the things I thought I needed, I picked up a pack of sugar and I put it back down. So if we're locked down for a while, I will not be having sugar in my life. And it's like, oh, my God. So <laughs> that's that's a forced opportunity. But I think it's one that that I happen to need because I changed that want into what my body needs. It needs to stop the sugar. And um, that's one of my biggest vices. And only for coffee. And and I had Mm -hmm. coffee yesterday without the sugar, and it was okay. 
I survived it, even though I still have some sugar. So, um, you know, it's it's amazing where your your mind goes when when presented with with all of these opportunities and challenges and 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 what have you. So we're about to close the show, but before I do, what I'd like to do is if there's any one of you that have been um, thinking of something else that you want to say, and I haven't asked the right question, this is your opportunity. Um, but I have totally, totally enjoyed the responses that each of you have given, um, and you've made this show a, a joy because I knew who, well, I know who you are, and I know the, the quality of, of of your work and, and j- just how you think. So I, I'm just pleased that you um, agreed to do this, and I'm sure the audience is too. So thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you. I just encourage everybody to stay uplifted, um, to stay positive, and to see the opportunities and the obstacles, and to be very mindful of who we have around us, because some of us, we got people who might be worried words around us. We want to check in and make sure folks are okay. But it's very critical at this time to be mindful of your space and your energy and making sure that you keep it pure and positive so that you can be prepared for whatever, you know, um, is to come. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So with that, it's been a joy to present present this show to you and look forward to bringing another show to you next week, equally as wonderful, and who knows what it's going to be like between now and then. So check in and find out because we will be talking about all the wonderful opportunities and how we've overcome any challenges, because that's what this is about. This is what NAVWIC talks about, things that can help you and us. And until next week, take care. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.